Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, bucker. Five, wait, why you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. You know, the best part of the show is what they don't hear. Wait. Wait, that, that's the Wait, are they going to hear that? No. Well, they could. I mean, it's up to how we edit it. Yes, they're going to hear all of that. Chad, you're messing with me. You're messing with me, pal. Good job. Did you like that Nicholson impression I had? I did. I did. I'm still still patting myself on the back. I'm still working it out. I'm not working it out. I mean, it's polished to a fine sheen. Thank you. (laughs) You excited about today's guest? We should really call, we should Skype or whatever we're doing, uh, Faye Hammond, everybody. Yeah. Faye Hammond, who is... Who is hair and hair and makeup extraordinaire, Faye yep. Hammond, um, the most loveliest, most wonderfulest uh, hair and makeup um, master that you will you'll get the pleasure of meeting her. You're going to fall in love with her voice, Chad. Okay, I'm not even messing around. You're gonna fall in love with this. I want this woman to do books on tape. I want this woman to do. I want her to to do all of the Harry Potter books on tape, and I want her to do like children's books. And you you'll see. Like imagine this woman would come and you know she'd do my hair and my yeah, makeup. Yeah. So I was with this woman a lot, you know, and yeah, she intimately she, in your face, in my lot. face, yeah. in my hair, and she was you know. But you know, thank God she was lovely, and I'm obviously having her on a show where where we become friends, and and uh, she um ha- sounds like. Like Mother Goose or something, mm. like what you think, like the most nurturing. Like let's let's just call her. I, I, I want people to hear her yeah. voice right now. All right, let's get her on. Let's get her on the. Yeah, right let's now. do it. Let's Skype it up, Skype it down, roll it up, all around town. Here comes your guest. She. Uh. <laughs> that was kind of like a Spider-Man thing. It was. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever a Spider Man does. Walks up walls. I think we, I, I think she's on. I hey. Think she's on. I, I am. Hi. I didn't even get it. I didn't hear a ringing or anything. It was just there and ringing. No, I know. It's weird. Uh, me neither. I just, I've been sat here worried about it, watching it. <laughs> How oh, are you? I'm great. It's, there's like kind of a, there's like a hissing sound. Yes. Are, you, are you under a waterfall? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my kitchen, but I'm just trying to think. Um, if I walk a bit, tell me if it goes, because I'll <laughs> go somewhere nearer where my. Um, Actually, when you is that sounding better, Dan? Uh, is that sounding better? Sure. This I was... is the best. Pl- this is the best place in the house. I love it. It's perfect. My signal. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I was telling. I was telling. Uh, I was telling Chad and uh, and. The people who are about to hear this, that you, I want you to uh, do children's books and like books on <laughs> tape and and uh, I know I talked to you about this before. I just, what do you yes, think you about did. that? You think you're gonna get into that? I just want to well, hear. It could it could be something to do on the cold dark nights like tonight. It's freezing, Dan. It's about minus eight here in the mountains. You're and, in Tuscany. Um, it's been an amazing day. I sent you some pictures of what I'm up to, but um, I'll catch you with those later. But no, it's it's cold, but I it's I've got all my wood burning stoves going, and I'm keeping cozy. Awesome. I uh, so where are you right now? You're in Tuscany. You're in the mountains. Yes, I'm I'm here. This is home, Dan. Now. Wow, that's it's, I know. And know. I sent you some pictures because I've been like um, it's amazing. I mean, I'm covered in dust. My hair's a mess. I'm completely wild woman of the mountains. I've been help I've been <laughs> I've been helping the guys for the build. Oh, and wow. you know, we've had to knock walls down. This house is made of, you know, as you can imagine, being a Tuscan old house built in seventeen hundred. It's just built of these huge <laughs> rocks. So it's been a bit of log there's been a lot of rock shifting, but Dan, I it looks like I've got the makings of a really brilliant studio downstairs. I'm thrilled with it. I think you need to have a podcast about your everyday, everything you do during the day. <laughs> Just like 
And sprinkle dust all over it. Yes, exactly. Just sprinkle fairy dust on it. Okay, okay. I just want to jump right into this. Uh, obviously, Do done. you know, the, the listeners want to hear about Fantastic Beasts, but you have, a, you have this wide, uh, eclectic, amazing career. I'm only going to get to maybe a handful of these things during the, uh, the time that we talk, but... You know what I, I do for everybody is, um, and I want to do this right away for you, what I do for everybody that comes on the show that's like a cool artist, I, I do, uh, I, do you know what your name means? Like, I like research their name and, and I tell them. Fairy. Like, yes, fairy. <laughs> fairy yes. elephant, Dan. <laughs> fairy elephant? Where'd you get ele- Where'd you get elephant? <laughs> No, I know it's 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 the Gaelic spelling that leads to fairy. That's yeah, correct. but it also means fae also means mm. confidence. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, and it means trust. Yeah, and ah, then ah, there you go. And now trust in I, me. I don't know what your middle name is, but your what's your middle name? Carolyn Diana. Oh well, you have two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, now I gotta. Okay, Carolyn. Uh, Car- Carolyn. Yeah, horrible name. I don't know what my parents were thinking. I like Faye and I like Diana, but Carolyn. It sounds. So, very, it, I think it means weak and pathetic. If you name, ask me. No, come on. No, and <laughs> it's it's it's, it. it's Italian, and the meaning of the name <laughs> Carolyn means strong. Well, how weird is that? Are you sure? You're not. I'm reading me. it. The name Carolyn <laughs> is an Italian baby name. In Italian, <laughs> the meat, really the meat. See, you. Everyone learns like awesome. And then your, your the next name is Diana, right? Yes. Diana, name. I just I just say Diana name meaning, and I and the first thing. So probably derived from obviously the uh, uh, European root meaning heavenly and divine. <laughs> From the Greek, right? It's the it's the Diana, the Roman goddess, right? Yes. Okay. So okay. So strong, strong goddess. Okay, and then <laughs> that's this. So everyone's name is amazing. So now your last name Hammond. Mm, I don't know. Is much means about it. it means house protector. Okay. Well, that's a that's getting really strange, isn't it? Here I am protecting my ancient Tuscan house. Well, how about that? And how I about know. and how about that's the weird. fact? How about the fact? <laughs> What about the whole, you know, Harry Potter, you know, houses and everything? That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, so true, I, I thought that true. I thought that your name is the, like the most Harry Potterish name like ever, <laughs> because check it out. The whole thing is now now the whole thing is fairy confidence, strong goddess, house protector. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, hilarious. That is like your name is fairy house protector. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to call you that from now on. Is that right? Great, Dad. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. So, I know that now everyone's going to be like, okay, now I hope they go into Fantastic Beasts. But I want to save that for the end. And there's a lot of people. I, I asked a lot of people if they had any questions for you. And there were so many amazing yeah. questions for you. So, I'll, I'll, I'll get to uh, some of them later. But, um, okay, Dad. Okay, so my first question is, so how how did you get into this this business? I mean, how did how did you how did this happen? Did you always want to do this? Well, weirdly, I wanted to be a dietitian, <laughs> but I wasn't clever enough. Clever. So yeah, a dietitian, but I I didn't have the right kind of brain to be a dietitian. Hmm. So I started enjoying doing makeup and hair with just you know school plays. And then I discovered that the BBC did a course which could then lead me into a career. So I applied, but you had to be 20 and a half in those days to join the BBC. And I was about 19. So um, I had to wait a while. I worked in the theatre, meanwhile, in London. I was a young thing working in with costume, actually, in the theatre. And then wow. I applied at the said age and I, I got in and it was amazing because it was a proper apprenticeship and I spent actually 10 years there altogether but initially you did sort of like you know a two-year you were a proper apprentice which was such a cool thing to be you know it was the proper way of learning a proper skill 
You started young. I mean, you, how old were you? You were you were just a, like in... twenty and a half, Dan. Wow, a wow, baby. amazing, <laughs> a baby fairy. <laughs> so how so how did you get from there to your first like film, and you were just like, wow, I'm making. Well, that it. was really exciting, actually. A, a producer friend of mine, who was a friend as well as a colleague, she just rang me up when I was feeling a bit fed up with the BBC. I felt like it was dead men's shoes. It was hard to progress. There was so many people there wanting to get move on anyway i just had to call out the blue to go and do a working title film and did you say I it was dead did you say it yes. was did you say it was dead men's shoes dead men's shoes yes in other words you'd have to that's a very british thing to I say i love that i mean bitch you'd, you'd have to wait for someone to die to sort of move <laughs> up in the bbc world and wow. i you know i was young and ready to do more and even though i i mean i loved the bbc it was an amazing training and I worked on some fantastic projects, including sure. you know, the singing detective and stuff. It was amazing. But I was ready to move. And I got the phone call and I left. And then I suddenly realized how terrifying being freelance was. But, you know, I got there. And um, there you go. That's how it all began. So so then you got... So what was your first film? Was it Snatch? Or what was that? Well, very close. A bit later, The Snatch. Yeah, okay. um, I'm trying to think... I, Gosh, Dan, it's really hard. I think I did a film, but it was quite a, a really good British film. Oh, it's called Let Him Have It. Okay. And it was about the last, it was like a, about a shooting in the 1950s and this young boy who got hung because the police thought he was saying, let him have the gun to his friend. Uh, it's a really moving, amazing film, actually, with Chris, Christopher Eccleston. It was really good. How did you get that gig? Well, again, I... I'd done a couple of very small films and someone gave me an opportunity. Right. And that's someone, Jane Fraser, who is a very highly regarded, fantastic producer today who's done such things as Gosford Park and all sorts of amazing things. So I, I, I was just lucky there was a there was a break. Okay. That's that's so okay. So I remember you on set you were talking about uh Snatch is one of like your one of your first films you remember and favorite and yes that's your huge favorite. favorite okay so that's guy Ritchie. uh what was it like working with him a scream because he just you know he was just full of enthusiasm he's a it was what actually i think it was his f first main film and so it was extraordinary he got such a great cast together i mean there was no budget we were all there just doing our thing but it was huge fun. He just wet, met his future wife, Madonna, and he used to fall asleep on set. And we used to just leave him in the street and move the whole location somewhere else and just leave him sitting there <laughs> asleep in his coat. No, it was huge fun. It was a riot. I, I laughed and laughed. It was one, yeah, it was a memory I'll never forget. It was hilarious. Did you have and a... of course, putting yeah. tattoos all over Brad Pitt was also fun. <laughs> so do you, you you spent a lot of time with him, with those Yeah, tattoos. oh, indeed, indeed, because he had Jean, his own makeup artist there, but she didn't want to do the tattoos, and Brad was very happy. Um, and I cut his hair with a pair of kitchen scissors. <laughs> I dyed I dyed his beautiful golden Californian locks. I dyed them sort of dirty browning color. It was right. Great. And 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 uh, so was he cool? I mean, was he just like very? Yeah, he's just you, you just uh, he's like how he is, you know. He, totally, and I think yeah. he was really enjoying that he wasn't wrapped in cotton wool. You know, he was getting down and dirty with us. You know, eating cheap biscuits, cheap food. Right. He had a terrible little trailer. I mean, it was really basic stuff. And did you do a bunch of uh, Guy Ritchie's films after that, or was that the only one? I did. I did the one with his wife, with Madonna, uh, Swept Away. Okay. And then would, what, what... I actually went off and joined. Um, I, I didn't do any more with Guy. I went on with the producer, Matthew, um, Matthew Vaughan, and then did a load of stuff with Matthew Vaughan, including Kick-Ass One, Stardust, um, right. And the film that made James Bond, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember the name of that film. Anyway, I did a lot with, it was strange, just how, so it, just how the way it went, but I went on to do a lot with uh, Matthew Vaughan. So so, so did you, on that uh, Guy Ritchie movie with, with Madonna, I'm just like curious, <laughs> because she's, you know, she's, she's super duper star, 
Um, and I mean, and such a character, you know, had totally. made, you know, so, so do you have any crazy stories about her on that set? Or? Not really. She, she brought with her, her own team. All I ever had to do was her feet. <laughs> I was allowed to do her feet because there was one part. <laughs> there was one part in the film right. where she gets cut feet, and her makeup artists were—they didn't really know that kind of stuff. You know, cuts and bumps and bruises wasn't their thing. They were sort of beauty people. So, but it was an enjoyable experience. I can honestly say I had a great time, and she looked after us girls on the film, and I actually really liked her. And I actually have danced with Madonna. How about that at you, the rap party? Did we you had a dance together? Was it the Vogue? Were you voguing with her? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. All I remember, she was wearing this incredible gown, yeah. and I could feel all on around her, holding her around her waist. I could feel the boning on this incredible outfit. No, she was <laughs> she was phenomenal. I um I had such a crush on her when I was in high school. She was, you know, I grew up in the eighties and and the nineties, so that was basically her heyday. Indeed. And um, I would rush home after school to catch her in the uh because they at, on mtv they would always play the same videos after school this is when people watched mtv and yeah, so right. i i i would come home after school and watch that uh vogue video just for how incredibly sexy she was oh, phenomenal anyway yeah. uh i digress anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> so understandably dan understandably so so, um, would you read Good Night Moon right now to me? No, I'm just kidding. Will you, <laughs> will you, um, will you, uh, so tell me about Rush. I love that movie, the Ron Howard yeah, film. Great yeah. movie. With, uh, was well, that, yeah. It was special to me because, um, I knew a lot about, funny enough, it's really weird. I knew quite a lot about Formula One. My father, was um no way he was ages ago well in the 80s he was chief executive of british motorsport so i'd found myself at lots of racetracks and of huh. course you know in 1977 i was 19 was i 19 no i was 18 no i wasn't i was 20 i can't remember i was 20 so i was in the hub of it so it was my era. It was really great to meet Ron Howard and sort of say, you know, I know this world. Um, I'd met James Hunt at the BBC. Wow. You know, it was just kind of a world, the late 70s. I, you know, I was at the, with the Stones and concerts. And, you know, I, I was there. So when it came to remaking that world, and we had quite a low budget, actually, um, I found it really easy, just up my street. Um, it was a fascinating makeup to do and get organized. I hired some great people to do the very complicated burns that we had to do. Right. Um, but it was, a, you know, fab, fun. And I think, you know, it was so great because Ron Howard, you know, had been used to me making quite big movies. And the budget was tight. And he was so thrilled the way it all came together with very little money. So it was, it was great to kind of, yeah, it was a really, really, really exciting. And of course, we weren't really on racetracks. We were on a little tiny patch of an old airfield <laughs> in Hampshire in England. Right. You know, there was no money. But, and it, we, we'd get wet. If we did, it mostly was raining. <laughs> Very British. Right. Um, but we had a chance to go abroad. But it was just, yeah, I really I enjoyed working with Olivia. But um, and also Chris Hemsworth, a delight. And of course, Daniel Brühl, I'd already worked with him. Yeah. So it was great pleasure. No, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute. Yeah, that was a great cast. And the, the, did, did those guys do all their own driving and everything? I know. Chris Hemsworth is just too big to get anywhere. Oh, they, did do some, they had to build a special shaped car big enough to fit him in. Just so I mean, the real it? James. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, the right, real James Hunt was a skinny thing, you know? Funny. And of course, Chris Hemsworth is a. Uh, he, he can fill a door. You know, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a hulking dude. <laughs> he's like, he, he should play it like Thor or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did very well, Chris, actually. I think he did a really good accent. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think I, I was impressed. Yeah, he's good, man. I think he's he's uh, he knows what he's doing. There's, mm. He's getting a lot of work. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I hey you, did you work with uh, did you work with um, Jeffrey Rush on something? What did you work with him on? Oh, Jeffrey, a couple of times. Just recently, I was with him on Genius. 
designing the sort of look, the hair look. Oh, the Einstein for thing. Einstein, yes. which was great. And you before that, that wow. a sweet, a kind of sweet version of the book thief. I think that film was made about what, five years ago, and Jeffrey was in that. So, working with Jeffrey, great fun. He's a joy to work with. He really is a man who knows his stuff about makeup and hair, and it's always a great pleasure to work alongside him, work with him. I I bring him up. I'm you know I'm a fan of his work, and but I remember on set you had these pictures of him where he would dress up as the superhero on set. <laughs> Hilarious! What was in the that? Tra- or, you, know, you know what it's like down in the makeup. Of course, trailer. anything of course. happens. You know. Yeah, we have and, fun, man. Yeah, and he always used to put yellow rubber gloves on. Yes. A blue face mask, and and Rachel's kind of you know, remember that? Do you remember sometimes I'd put you in that wrap, that sort of leopard skin wrap, <laughs> to have your hair cut? No. Well, oh, right, right, right. Get, yeah, he used to get that on and run up and down the trailer. Oh, my, he in put that in the outfit. Those pictures are his hilarious. <laughs> he looks like this like insane superhero of all these yes. makeshift objects, and and you guys are like cowering in the corner from him, but giddily cowering from the. In the oh, it was hilarious! Oh, it no, looks like he's, you guys he's are good fun. fun. He likes a joke. I have to say, Dan, he's really good fun. It look, I mean, I didn't. I, I just expect him to be. I, I I just expect him to be so serious, and then to see those no. those pictures is it's so, <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Um, I want to. I want if I ever see him dressed as that, I want to. I want to, like, do his sidekick version of that and like run around with him. That that would be very funny, Dan. The pair of you would be very crime. funny as an item together. Yes, just fighting like a <laughs> like a dynamic duo or something. <laughs> Hilarious. Hold on. So you you've worked with a lot of like characters. So so did you work on both Kick Ass films? Unfortunately, I say that. I thought the first one was great. I struggled with the second one. Why? I don't know why. I just think I missed. Uh, you know, again, Matthew Vaughn directed the first one, and I knew Matthew. Right. I don't know. I just felt it was perhaps a mistake to make a second one. I thought the first one was just so clever. And I, I didn't feel the second one worked so well. But, you know, great characters, great fun to do. But the look um, of it, I mean, that comic book look, I mean, I mean, that's... Yeah, it was fun to do. Lots of fun looks. Was and, that your first, um, like, big comic book, flashy, colorful movie that you've done? I think that you did so. At that because point? I don't do any, I haven't done any serious superhero movies. It's not right. my thing. I can't imagine anything more boring as far as you know, people in masks and things. But that one was fun because there were some really quite moving characters. And, right. you know, it was real and just and very well written. I think uh, very clever stuff. Was, uh, wait, so the, you you were around Nick Cage a lot. Who's like, who's just... Oh, Nick Cage. <laughs> well, there you go. Again, he always, it, Nick's another one of those big actors who bring along their own people. Right. Um, but he was, you know, obviously we were around and, you know, he was certainly a very interesting character. I, I thought he was really good in it, actually. Really good. Yeah, I mean, he's such a, she's such a a big, like, presence and he's got so many, like, you know, just the stories about how he, uh, like, had to, like, yeah. sell, like, mo- many of his man- his castles off. Like, just just imagining him hanging out in one of those castles. Like, uh, uh, yeah. like what kind Bizarre. of a kind of maniac? So you also, okay, so right there, you, these, these, just a few movies that I mentioned, it's such a wide spectrum of ability there. I mean, you, well, that's what's fun. That's what's the great thing about our job. And I suppose, I think also about being British in a way, because we've scrubbed around doing little cheap films. And then, of course, the big, you guys come over and we do big films with you. Then we go back to doing a little scratchy film somewhere. It's great, you know, and it's also nice because we service, obviously, America across Europe. So it's led to, you know, some really enjoyable and interesting things. And also having great directors like Ron Howard over. You know, treat fabulous. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't even ask you about that relationship with Ron. I mean, I mean, he's I mean, I, I, I a little bit. It's like we glanced over it. That guy is like is an icon. I, I, totally, I, I was thrilled. And then then I went on to do Heart of the Sea with him, and right. then he did 
you know, he was behind the genius things and he directed the first episode of Genius, oh, wow. the Einstein story. So I had a wonderful working with him three times, which is a, a huge pleasure. I'm excited to see his uh, solo movie, the yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm, I, I am a talk about like a little scratchy movie. <laughs> Did you say a little <laughs> scratchy movie? Yes, yeah, um, I, I mean, yeah, no, I dig it. Like it, like an know. indie, a small, but no, I dig it. it, it it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, it's what it's I, where I came from. Yeah, it's definitely. what I. It's my. I've done that version as an actor. You know, going. Yeah, back it's and great. Forth it's and, a great place to be. Yeah, and and one of my favorite um, actors is Orson Welles, and you did this movie called Me and Orson Welles, right? That's correct. Yes. And yes. I, I thought that, with Richard Linklater, who was a fantastic, fantastic director too. That was a great little gem of a film, and and uh, I probably never would have saw it. And that was my first introdu introduction to Efron. I was like, oh, he's he's good, this kid. But the uh, Christian McKay did the yes. the Orson Welles, and I was like, that is a good Orson Welles impression. That's probably the. Yeah. I, I, that's probably the best I've seen so far. I mean, there have been a few out there, but um, I thought that he did an excellent job as Orson. Yeah, he did. And he has the physical, you know, he had that sort of bigness about him. Yeah. He, he had the voice. Good. He had everything. Mm. He looked like him. He really yeah. he really did. Um, uh, I mean, it's certain. It, I've been, I've, I, the reason I love Orson, I mean, he's amazing, but the. In certain lights, um, or in certain angles, people are like, "Whoa, you look like a young Orson Welles, right?" To me, and I, no, I, but it's true, Dan. It's true. You've got those those elements about you. Your there's a, quite a few elements of you. Well, um, so I, I would I, I would love to take a stab at that character at some point. Yeah, down, you should. Down you the should road, get maybe. your agent on it. Yes, I, I'll I'll come out of retirement to come and look after you. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. I, I, when I hear you say that you're going I'll to stop it, Dan. It makes me sad. I'm serious. I'll I, stop I, it. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you, you. I mean, just to, just to, yeah. Why don't we just talk about that for a second? I, I, like you, have been basically. We we spoke about you know in your introduction what an intimate job you know we're, thank God you're you're a lovely person and and we get along and we have fun and you know and and there were times on that first movie I was a a grumpy bastard you know but uh, we and all that's when I used to leave you remember <laughs> I used to go, right I'm leaving you all... with Sally my young assistant because was... I'm going <laughs> I was I was uh, I was stressed on that first one. But, uh, I know, Dan. But listen, we had a, actually we I had really fun and we had we really do and 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 I mean those those we just we've made two of these movies together already and big movies and they they were life changing for me and you are such a huge part of that and so just the idea that you're moving on is like it 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 hurts me it hurts me in my yeah, well, heart. Well, you never know. I I'm not going to say never. Say, you know, I don't know. Well, let's see how we go. Let's see. Just I'm I'm just enjoying what I'm doing at the moment you know having done 39 years as a makeup artist makeup and hair designer wow. for um 29 of those you know I just feel you know there's other things to do and I don't want to be old and grumpy on the makeup trailer you know <laughs> right 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 I got you. <laughs> and, so, and you know that's it's just the you know your life as you know Dan goes on hold a bit when you're making a film yeah yeah and that's fine but you know I've done it a lot of times and I you know you get to a certain age and you just think oh my god my life's just passing by and I just need to do what I want to, you know what else to do you know and I just feel that you know I think let me just see how I go here I'm busy building this studio here in Tuscany I've always wanted to sort of screen print fabric and use natural dyes and all of that and it's just you know it's a, it's a very artistic thing sometimes I'm frustrated by my job because I'm not allowed to do exactly what I want you know right. you, you obviously have to like you do Dan we have to follow others and yeah. we have to do a certain thing we have to fit in and you know I quite like the idea of just doing my own thing but never say never that's, that's what I'm saying at the moment uh, you, I mean, you, you have had the opportunity to to work with a lot of geniuses, right? And um, and I'm good. I I lined up a, a, the last few geniuses that we have kind of touched on 
just talking on about uh, in the trailer talk, you know, in the past. But um, I actually, Wes Anderson, I'm really curious. You did the Jar- Darjeeling Limited with him, right? Yes, I didn't. I didn't design it okay. um, as I normally would because it was my great friend Frances who got the job. She works with Wes all the time. She wouldn't go to India without me. Right. So. <laughs> I said, listen, I'm cool. As long as you pay me enough to pay my son's education, I'll come. <laughs> there you go. So off I went. That's easy. Yes. That's a nice barter. I loved it. But you got to, I mean, he's he's uh, pretty meticulous and, and I'm just. Oh, extraordinary. Yeah. Good. I was there. I mean, I kept a low profile with him because he worked with the same people all the time. Right. And I was a bit of an outsider. But obviously, you know, watching it work, it's quite fascinating. And, you know, I love his sense of so many things, his sense of color. And, of course, he was having the most amazing time in India because it's one huge burst of color. Right. And watching the film, you know, you can just see all those colors. And obviously, what a great gang of guys to work with, too. We had a laugh. And uh, it was a very unique experience, Um, even though I took a slight back seat you know, obviously we were like this bunch of really crazy people wandering around Rajasthan, you know, following this thin white man in a white suit with a cane, you know, quite extraordinary. It was almost like going back in time to sort of, you know, the late 1800s. Wes, I think, was born in the wrong era. I think right. he should have been, you know, I could just imagine him in 1880. Right, building by candlelight or something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But an extraordinary man, and I love his work, and uh, look forward to the next, you know, seeing what he does next. But, uh, yeah, fascinating. So there were these lovely moments when we were, in, uh, you know, where you were doing my hair, and, and you would give me these amazing uh, hand massages. <laughs> that would make Eddie like so jealous. So why don't I get a jealous. I want a head massage. Give me a head massage. And uh and uh but he had that little wig and I didn't have a wig. I had a little wig <laughs> Yeah, a little weave in the front or something to give that little poof or whatever he's got going yes, on. Yes, it's a little toupee, a little toupee. Yeah, Very just sweet, the, actually. Yeah, like that that little flap that comes down in front of his face that gives him that. He's that little shy thing he's got going on, and, and yes, uh, he has to look. He has to look under it almost to look out. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I think it, it, it kind of really helps his character. I felt. Yeah, it, it does. I, I, it's all of this stuff is so informative. Like when, you know, oh man, when I got that. Listen, I, I came in that first day. I was uh, when you guys were figuring out my my facial hair and my. I was like, a, I had like a big lion's mane of hair. I look like a biker, okay? And I <laughs> and so you're like, so I'm sitting there. And I'm like, what's what am I gonna look like? And 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 in my mind, I'm, honestly, I was just like, because the last the the last time I had a mustache was in college. I had to have a mustache for. Awake and sing. I did a play, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing with that mustache. And I, I, I look, I, I looked horrendous. I looked like a, I looked like a, a caterpillar flew out of the breeze and slammed onto my face, like it just stayed there right below my nose. That's what I look like, and and I basically like no women would look at me, you know, when when I had that thing, and, and so that was my that was my recollection of ever having a mustache. So I'm sitting there, cut to me sitting with you as you're like shaving it down. There were like mutton chops and a big, you know, I had like a goatee, and and it just kept <laughs> on. And I'm like, everything. yeah, maybe let's do that. And, and then it just gets, and I'm like, please no mustache, please no mustache. And it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and it gets to mustache, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, there's mustache. And then you shaved it off, and and so then I was all clean shaven, and then I. I remember there was this board with all the different you took pictures of every look with all the different cuz <laughs> mustache shapes and and beard shapes and and you gave it to uh uh David Yates the whole board and I remember putting my elbow down on the one with the mustache I remember putting and just leaning on him, just being like, "David, what do you think?" And he's like, "Well, I, I sort of like the one just right directly under your under your elbow." <laughs> and I was like, ah. and, "And if that's what it was." And but here's the thing about the new mustache: it's elegant and delicious and wonderful because I have a, well, a, a I have yes, you and a wonderful pit team of people that come in and just make the mustache look wonderful. Yeah, but then you carefully look after it, Dan, now. I've nurtured you, and yes. you're very good with it. 
You know, I think only a couple of times we make a mess of it. Do you remember? There was a couple of times I thought, hang on, is that longer? Mind you, that was your sideburns. <laughs> yes. They always were the ones. We they go, go up and down. Is, is that a bit longer? Is that shorter? I mean, how many times will we cut those oh sideburns? My oh, my goodness. But you're meticulous. I, but um, but I, I, the other person that you said, this is the other genius that I was uh, alluding to, which is... Um, you said the other person that you would give head massages to was Heath Ledger. Oh my goodness, indeed, yes. And you got yes, you got to tell mean, me what it was like being around that cat. Ah, uh, well, it was really early days. I mean, he was so young, Dan. I mean, he was like sort of, I think, twenty-two on a Knight's Tale, which we shot in Prague in two thousand. And this, be he was so beautiful. But the reason I did the head massage was because his hair was just shot to pieces, <laughs> bleached and a mess. Right. And I used to just get loads of really strong oils, and that was the first job every morning. But we, what used to happen? He always used to fall asleep, and his makeup call should have been about ten minutes, and he was there for about an hour some mornings. <laughs> he was fast asleep. And I would just carry on. I mean, sweetheart, I think he'd been up all night. I think he had a great time in Prague. Yeah. But a beautiful man, a beautiful man, and just amazing to watch him on horseback. He could handle a horse, and yeah. it was thrilling. And I used to love watching him <laughs> dance, too. He could dance so beautifully. Really? I always miss, I always miss him. He made a huge... I don't know. I really adored him. He's like a, I, I refer to him as kind of like a modern uh, James Dean. He, he had, oh, indeed, yeah. And, and especially in that, in a, a lot of different moments in his performances, but the, the place he went um, as the Joker was just, was uh, so uh, dark and um, had so much energy in it. And it reminded me of James, James Dean in a way. Mm -hmm. you're right you're right no remarkable and such a sad loss and we've just i know that it's, it's nearly i think it was 10 years or something that he you know we lost him and i can't believe it and he was just That's so insane. young he had so much to do but i don't think any of us will forget him in a hurry no he's no definitely stamped on this world yeah time. yeah he, he did he made a big impression I, I you gotta you know you have to make note of that there's there's yeah only a few of those kind of actors that come along. Yeah, 28 years old. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's hard to segue out of, out of something like that. I, but I had, to, I had to bring him up. You, you know, you've, you've worked with so many amazing people. Um, and I, uh, one, of the, one of the truly amazing people that you work with, I also got to work with, which was Ang Lee. Oh, yes, that was one of our first conversations, actually, wasn't was it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, because I remember I hadn't long seen the movie that you did with him, you right. know, at Woodstock. I had, I had some reason I'd not seen it immediately. It, it had been made. Right. I saw it. Not a lot of people did see it, Faye. Not a lot <laughs> of people did. I mean, I, th I, I think. It. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, it wasn't a blockbuster. Me. It wasn't a blockbuster, but it the the just. That man, I owe him so much because I've always wanted to go to Woodstock, and he did it. He brought me to Woodstock in a time he machine. Sure did. We got to live there. I mean, it was insane. Exactly. He's incredible. What I admire about Ang, his diversity. I mean, one minute he's making, you know, he's he's it's just crazy. One minute he's doing Woodstock, then he's doing sort of Jane Austen, then he's doing Life of Pi. I right. mean, he just. Doesn't stop at anything. So He's you worked remarkable. on. You worked on Life of again, Pi with like him. you. I was thrilled to work with him. Life of Pi was, wow. I was his. I was the mother of Pi, and he was the father of Pi. Yeah, I and believe that. And so we that. looked after this boy between us. Yeah, and and what was that like? I mean, it, 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 it I mean, a, a lot of it was just a boat and the the water and a lot of CGI and just. It's like, I just imagine it was just you guys on set with him. I mean, not a lot going on, you know? Well, the weird thing, of course, it was three, made in 3D. So right. you get 30,000 camera people. Right. I mean, it was all camera people. You know, filming on proper 3D cameras was extraordinary. Did, did you, I mean, so you're basically like this, this guy's mother. Like, you're taking care of him. Yeah, well, he was 
only one and a, maybe two years younger than my own son, Theo. Right. And so, but that's David so Womack, much responsibility. He's the lead. Oh, He's yeah. the guy yeah. in an Ang Lee movie. And Ang Lee really, you know, he he really wants his lead to do a good job. He does. He does. <laughs> you know? And this guy had never been in front of a camera before. Insane. He was, you know, a new Delhi schoolboy, and Ang. Oh Ang, after months of searching, found him. He did an incredible job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extraordinary. And Ang put him through such a lot of experiences. I mean, wow. uh, you know, Ang has that ability to, wow, just blow your mind. And, I, you know, he took this boy's mind and just made it a lot bigger. It was phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, I I can imagine. I mean, when he would, so the, he, the kid, you know, has to get, he gets, he loses a lot of weight. I mean, he's just oh, like, yes. he's on that, he's starving on that boat with that, with yeah. that tiger. And yeah. so were so yeah. were, were you like feeling for him? Like really feeling for him? Like what, what was that? Oh, totally. I was a bit worried sometimes, you know, we were yeah. filming in the middle of Taiwan, you know, miles from anywhere. And, you know, he was on this incredible diet where he ate nothing really. And then he was pulling carts around at a hundred degrees, you know, to get that thin in such a short time. I mean, it was scary. And I felt, you know, incredibly, I don't know, I, I felt for him, but he was a wonderful young man to work with. And again, just a person that really did, you know, somebody that I'll never forget. Yeah, the half. That the second half of that movie is it's it's all him on that boat and uh, yeah that's amazing and that's he uh, Ang won an Academy Award for that I mean that's like yes best wow. film I was so thrilled so a lot went into it even though it only looks like a boy on a boat you know I no, can't tell you quite what went on and we it went doesn't to India, look like we went a, to Canada it was fantastic it doesn't just look like a I mean it's one of the most colorful oh yes imaginative. Uh, I mean, that's an incredible novel, and he they, they he did an amazing job of of bringing. Yeah, where would where would a normal person start with that movie? You yeah. Know? It, and what was amazing about Ang? He's just so, you know. I remember him blessing each set. I mean, he's so spiritual. Oh, I remember yeah. him coming to me once and saying, "Faye, do you think makeup wise we're in a spiritual in the right place?" It's like, <laughs> oh, God. Right. I have no idea, but anyway, it was an extraordinary, and, you know, I felt very close to Aang, and when, the, I never forget the last shot of the film, we said goodbye to our boy, and Aang and I were just in pieces, you know, we lost oh, our boy, yeah. it was just, oh, we just wept together oh. for a long time. <laughs> oh, I bet, I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like some, summer camp, you know, you, you. You okay over there? Hello? Faye? Is Danny there? Yeah, I'm here. Good. I think we... Oh, something's getting muffled. Are you being... Uh... Oh, hang on. Am I being... <laughs> now <laughs> you're that back. Better? There Is you that are. Is that better, Dan? Yes. Okay. What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big giant mouse from down in my cellar. <laughs> You were whacking it with your with your computer. Get back! You're like everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, wow, so do you have a lot of like you have a lot of wildlife out there? No, I mean there are boar and there are wolves, but they're up in the hills around. Oh, yeah, but but Jesus. because I live in a fortress. Oh, good. But they can't come in our fortress. No, I mean you know I don't even have spiders here. It's amazing wow. living in a stone house built in a sort of 15th century fortress. It's all stone. It, it's there's no bugs or anything. You'll have to come and visit one day, Dan. You know that. Oh yeah, I, you introduced me to to Siena, Tuscany. I mean, like I went. The, you you Jody and I planned like a a little getaway. You helped us, and I, I love Italy. I can't wait to get back. Yeah, well, you will have to make a visit up here. It's quite beautiful. It's not the classic Tuscany. You know, I'm in the mountains. It's it's the top of Tuscany as it just disappears. And, you know, there's some really big mountains around me at the moment covered in snow. But it's And we're due to have snow tonight. So have you got snow in New York at the moment? No. No, it's actually unseasonably warm. And, and it's, it's nice. freezing in Europe. Freezing. Wow. Everybody is minus 14 or something. It's crazy. 
Yikes. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The, the the weather is just its own uh, sci-fi movie right now. Everything is. Um, <laughs> we're living a sci-fi movie. You should be doing the yeah. hair. Can you do my hair and makeup just in real life? Just to live? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question. Uh, so, wait, were you on Tarzan? Yes. And, okay, so so you work with David Yates a lot. Like, or... or, or... Uh, yeah, this is... Well, I didn't know him until Tarzan. Okay. I wasn't involved in any of the Harry Potters. Gotcha. I think he wanted to try a new, you know, some new people out. And right. Tarzan was his uh, test of me. Um, what was uh, what was Sam Jackson like on that set? Love Sam Jackson. Yeah. What fun. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Love him. He's He was a complete delight, actually. I really enjoy Sam. I lo- I heard that there, uh, Arthur, who was the sound guy, I love Arthur. Oh, yeah. And he was... Uh, because everyone, they're this, everyone kind of works together. They shift around, but you know, it, it's a small world. And uh, so Arthur, Arthur was on Tarzan, and he was the sound guy on the first Fantastic Beast, and he had this hysterical st- story about Sam, and uh, and it was like it was based. The basic gist of it was there were all, all these producers standing around, and Arthur is like a foot away from from uh sam about to uh put his mic on him and sam goes he stuck me with a pin stuck me with a pin and then and like like and the producers are looking at arthur and arthur's like frozen just like oh, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know what you're talking about and uh and, and then sam like puts his hand on arthur and just all i'm just i'm just around man but he but the producers are just like wait a minute is there did, did he really stick him with a pin I, <laughs> Like, yeah, he's very funny. He's a jokester. He's naughty. He's naughty. He is naughty. That sounds very naughty. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. He's naughty. What a prankster. <laughs> what a prankster. I've heard some hysterical stories about him. Okay, so so here we are. We're at Fantastic Beast. Finally, the audience like, here we are. <laughs> Finally. Um, I mean, uh, do you have a little bit? I know I said we'd go to to like two. Oh, I'm done. I'm fine. I'm okay, still cool. here in the dark and. It's fine. Oh. I'm all good. I'm very, do you know, it's just nice to be sitting down. Today I've been moving. I can't tell you what I've done. I've been chopping wood, moving furniture. Oh, I've been, wow. I'm just enjoying my feet up at the moment. Yeah. So you carry on as long as you like. Well, sweet. I mean, I just have, I just have one kind of story I want to talk about from Fantastic Beasts. And, uh, but I want to get to all of these. People had so many questions when I said you were coming on the show. They were so excited and um <laughs> and so I, I i gotta find all these questions that they had um okay, here we go but okay and i found a lovely picture of you accepting your emmy um, oh i'm all in blue <laughs> yeah. yes and you're very tanned and you're very <laughs> shiny and smiling <laughs> and uh it's a, it's it's lovely um I uh, okay. So the first time you and I met, okay, this is the and you sit me down in the chair, right? And you're just all you, there's the uh, you know I have the the bite from the uh, the Mert lap, right? And you were just like, I have all these bites, but it, it's not right, and I, th- th- it doesn't look right. So just head to the side, and then you and then I was like, okay, and then you're like, I'm just going to bite your neck and make an imprint, and then that'll be the bite. And I was just like, awesome, and then. So this is my first meeting of you is you biting my neck and then making a mold of that indent in my neck. And I'm just like, my God, that is, this is, this is, this is hysterical. Do you remember I rubbed, I had to put a color I put on my teeth. I put a sort of a horrible sort of ready color. Like a wax or something. I'd get the right imprint. Oh my God. So everybody. (laughs) that worked, Dan. So, oh, it was brilliant. So then, I mean, it, it looked, it looked real. So then you had. That scar on my neck, the Mertlap scar, is like you and like a combination of some other teeth, like rabbit teeth. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I kind of had to try and make it a bit narrower, although I swear it still looks like my teeth. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there you go. So you're you're the Mertlap. And then, uh, so <laughs> then. So. Actually, what was quite funny, Dan, even though I'd seen pictures of the Mertlap, I think the t- our teeth mark was a bit big, but anyway, it, it got the message 
through, didn't it? I think that Murtlap has some really big teeth. I, I mean, like, I was <laughs> staring down into the mouth of that thing, and it was like it was scary. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, so then I was just like, man, this that's that is hilarious. And then you just <laughs> you just said that uh, you who who did you give like. Um, uh, like lawn shears too to cut their hair. You say Chris Helmsworth? No, no. Who did you give that to? No, no. Who was no, that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Brad oh, Pitt or something? Or? Well, Brad Pitt actually. You know, I I got the biggest, roughest pair of rusty old scissors right. to cut his hair. Okay, so because I, he was, you know, he just looked too cool. He looked too Californian. I was determined to make him look Irish. So I'm telling, I'm telling Eddie. Redmayne on set. I'm like, yeah, man, the Murtlap bite. I mean, it's like, that's fame. And he was like, do you know what she did to me? And I was like, what, what did she do? And, she, and, and he was just like, he's like, she had me, the first, he had, she had me go into a closet and she gave me some scissors and she said, okay, I want you to cut your hair like you're on a boat. <laughs> I, I guess I turned the light off. And made I said rock like you're on a big boat coming into New York. Cut your hair off, quick. He did it, but it was a wig. It was a wig. Oh, it wasn't his own hair. No, oh, I thought it was, it was his own hair. So that we would get the feeling, oh, you know, funny. if he suddenly realised he was arriving in New York not looking right. Gotcha. And gotcha. so I said, right, we'll just just do it. So he did it with some scissors. Yeah, a big old pair of scissors, kitchen scissors again. I love kitchen scissors, and. He cut the wig, and that shape is what we used. I love that, man. That is, it's like, uh, it's just so, it's, because I come from the theater, you come from the theater, and it just sounds like so, like, fun and, like, theatrical, and just, here, grab this and do that, and, you know. Well, it is kind of, it's it's instinctive stuff. I don't like things that are overworked. I, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in, you know, things you do first, instinctive things. And that's what it, what what Newt would have done, you know. He would have gone, oh God, I need to get. Where's my scissors? Quick, gone into that case, found some really great big old rusty scissors, and chopped his hair so that he was not going to look too different in New York. Are you ready for these questions that people? Uh, yes, Dan. Far uh, away. Okay, so. And there were a lot of people, I can't, I can't do all of them, but I'm sorry, everybody. But the, the, I, a lot of people were just like, we have questions. And it was amazing. So, and, and you're probably not going to be able to fully answer all these because of, you know, you know, who will, uh, we can't really, I, I, we can't really. So I guess, you know, just, just yeah. be judicial and we'll cut out whatever. I, we're not going to give anything away. No spoilers, damn it. But <laughs> she'll say as much as she can. Okay, she, this person's question is, can we expect long hair for the Goldstein sisters at one point, please? This is, her name is Tina's, Tina's hot dog. Tina's hot dog <laughs> is asking you a question, Faye. <laughs> yes, and I would say no, actually. No. Because I think in the future, you know, women didn't grow their hair again. You know, they kept it short right through into the kind of 70s, nineteen seventy. So, okay, good. These films will span nearly 20 years. The first takes place in 1926. The last one, as J.K. Rowling admitted, will take place in 1945. So is that challenging for you in terms of makeup and hair? Yes, but I think 20 years, you know, people age, but they don't completely change in that time. It's often the hair will tell the story. Yes, that was uh, Mirko Akrim asking that question. Mirko, you asked a hell of a lot of questions. I wow, Mirko. Uh, okay. Um, is there? This is I, I, I'm interested in this question. Is there a difference between the makeup of someone playing a wizard slash witch and someone playing a muggle? Yes, I mean... A wizard shinier? Yeah, well, I think muggles, <laughs> we made the muggles more ordinary in general. Right. Um, and then when it came to the witches, again, it's just subtle stuff. But everything was a bit stronger. Um, and the hair shapes were that much stronger. It was a sort of, everything was a little bit more, like the colours were a bit more adventurous, let's say that. Um and just a bit more detail and depth. Yes. That was Thyra Nolenberg. Uh, <laughs> these are some interesting names. Mm. It's a lovely name. 
So this is Squibs Flu Powder asks, and I'm curious about this as well. Who makes you laugh the most on set? Well done. That's I know. We know the answer. To it's that. obvious. You do. I know. You do. <laughs> <laughs> we always laughed, even on that day when we were literally in that. It was middle of the night. Oh my it was winter. God. It was freezing and it was pouring. Oh. And your tent literally slowly started flooding. To sink. Flooding. And there was literally a river running through us. It I was mean, hilarious. It was, I mean, had you, you had to laugh. You okay. had to laugh. Yeah, it's you not all fun being, and games. You did try being grumpy, by the way, but it didn't work. No, because I was, in, I, I think I was clinically insane at that point. <laughs> Um, okay, good. I knew I would. I knew the answer to that one anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're gonna love this one. Hart, Hardy Quinn said, "This is from the picture I put up." Okay, oh, yes. This is from the picture that it, and it's a lovely picture of you. Uh, I'm not sure when. Uh, probably in the last few years. Hadim ha- Hardy Quinn says, "To me, she looks like an older Britney Spears. Uncanny." <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> Worrying. No, I, Worrying. I wish, I wish. Oh my god, I wish. You look lovely. <laughs> you look lovely. Not funny. <laughs> um, Much older. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, wow. Okay, there's a lot of questions. My question is, what? This is uh, Nasser the Niffler. My question is, what are the biggest differences? you've uh, seen having to work hair and makeup on both the first and second installments of the Fantastic Beasts franchise, considering the first was set in New York and the second in Paris. Very different because we kept kind of a quite a generic look in New York. Again, there were more muggles. And so we had the difference between the streets, you know, the sort of wealthier streets and the poorer streets. But going to Europe and a bit later in time gave us a chance to be a bit more exotic, I would say, um, a little bit more theatrical, you know, that sort of je ne sais quoi, French feel. Um, so it was actually more fun, the second one, being a bit more European, just because, you know, we had the license to do a little bit more makeup and hair. It was uh... It was gorgeous. You, uh, everyone's gonna love it. <laughs> I'm just, you know, we can't say anything, but it's it's ugh, it, it's just so lovely and wonderful uh, <laughs> to be walking around the Parisian side of this. Um, so, okay, this is gonna be the last question um, because uh, and there uh, there are just too many questions. Um, so this is Becca Strike. Uh, what advice would you you give young people trying to break into the industry? Well, I think the only way is just to find someone like myself or whatever department you're interested in and get to know their work and then just write and just say, help, Um, what can we do? And as long as it's not, I think what I really affected by people who really know what I do as opposed to a generic, you know, hi there. I like it when someone's researched a bit of what I've done. And so, you know, I answer every email, every text I get. um, And there's many, particularly when, you know, in the pre-run-up to Fantastic Beasts. But, you know, I think you have to just be honest, write from your heart and follow your heart and sort of follow that wish. And, you know, I I wish everybody very good luck. It's Obviously, everyone thinks it's a very glamorous industry. And, Dan, you and I know, Dan, well, it's not all the time. (laughs) No, it's not. It's swirling water in the middle of the night. But there are those amazing moments. And I look back on my career and I have had some extraordinary, amazing moments. Um, And then I've had some really grungy, difficult hard times as well well it makes um, the amazing moments one of those industries yeah it makes the amazing moments even that more amazing you know the, the indeed the i shall never forget all the things i've had the chance to do it's been amazing well fairy confidence house protector <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to let you get back to your beautiful uh uh castle in tuscany and, and you you <laughs> Your fortress in Tuscany. My fortress. I mean, mine's a little townhouse within the fortress, Dan. But even still, it's lovely and it's it feels like home. And it's a little bit chilly at the moment, but I'm really enjoying it. And it's been lovely to talk to you, Dan. Yeah. I miss you. It's 2018. 
time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 4DX today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 4DX is an immersive full sensory theater experience equipped with wind, fog, rain, sense, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Feel the wind rip through a train heist! Yahoo! And every twist and turn on the high speed chase! Yeah! 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon! 40X USA on Facebook! <laughs> <laughs>